Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. <laughs> Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. In on the left side by Gadjevich. Puck goes deep into the oiler end. Broberg up the right wing. Pugliarvi got checked. It comes in front of the net. Dolan with a chance and a great save made by Skinner coming across. Puck can flow right in front of the net. Barabanov. Great save made by Skinner off of Barabanov. The puck cleared out. There it is. First career shutout for Edmonton. Stewart Skinner, 20 saves tonight in San Jose. The Oilers beat the Sharks 3-0. Right off the bat, his saves of the game for Reface Magic. Transform your kitchen with ease. See the magic at refacemagic.ca. The Oilers clearly the better team tonight, though they leaned on Skinner a lot early. The Sharks got the first six shots of the game in the first six minutes. That one save in the highlight pack pun, Jonathan Dolan about four minutes into the game. Let's go back to San Jose. Here's head coach Jay Woodcroft. Effort early. That could have been a completely different game, couldn't it? Yeah, I thought Stewart stood tall when we needed him right off the bat, and I, I think it's a habit of this team in this building is that they come out very, very hard, and um, Stewart was ready, and it's a big feather in his cap to get his first NHL shutout. You talked about being with Stewart in the last four years, of course, a lot of time down in Bakersfield. Where have you seen the most growth? out of Stuart Skinner as a person and as a player? Well, I, I think he's he's certainly physically matured and his game has matured, but just as a as a young man, he's he's matured. He's, uh, you know, he's married. He's um, just the way he carries himself uh, off the ice, how he treats his body, his emphasis on recovery, and uh, mentally uh, being able to handle a big workload down in the American Hockey League. Um, and find ways to win games at that level uh, and to see him you know, transitioning to beginning his NHL career, um, I'm proud of him because I do have that relationship going back four years with him. What were you most pleased with just with your team's effort tonight? Well, I th- we asked our players to – that or we felt we needed all 20 for a full 60 minutes, and I thought we played a full 60 minutes. Uh, there were times when the other team had – had some chances, but uh, we really, really liked um, the commitment uh, to the defensive side of the puck, the commitment to working back to our end, and and uh, it was impressive to see uh, those players put in the work that they put in. It's not easy to play like that, um, but they did a good job for us tonight. So, Coach, you had your new acquisition coming back to San Jose for the first time. How important was it for you guys to have his back and? What was your uh, motivation coming into this tonight's uh, match? Yeah, I thought it was a very important um, game for Evander. Uh, obviously, we 
talked to him before the game, and uh, I thought it was a big factor in the game tonight. So, um, but. You know, when I talked to Evander yesterday, uh, he, he told me uh, how much he just wanted to get the two points in the bank for the Edmonton Oilers and how that took precedent over everything else. I said it this morning that I'm uh, extremely impressed with him as an individual. I think he's a good hockey player, and uh, he makes us a better team with him in the lineup. Jay, uh, Darnell Nurse picked up his 50th career NHL goal. I know it's yeah. not a big milestone in terms of like the 100s and 250, 500s, but a milestone nonetheless. Yeah. When you look at the importance of a guy like that to this team, maybe just share some thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, Darnell is uh, money in the bank with being able to play big minutes on the back end against the best players in the world. So, uh, I, you know, I think... Uh, I, I've also seen Darnell since he's been first came into the NHL. Uh, I haven't seen him in the last few years, but other than that training camp or on television, but he's somebody who's really grown his game. I, I would use the term he burns with purpose. He he comes to the rink every day with a purpose in mind to be the best that he can be. He's someone that is uh, serious about his craft, and uh, I I really believe that he's only scratching the surface. Is there an underrated aspect of Darnell Nurse's game that not a lot of people talk about, in your opinion? Well, maybe you people uh, in the media, um, (laughs) but uh, in in terms of his teammates, in terms of his coaching staff, and in terms of the opponents, uh, I think they know uh, very well of what Darnell Nurse is capable of, and uh, he's a real factor, he's an important part of our team, and uh, he had another good game tonight. So, Coach, uh, a shutout, great performance uh, tonight, but how important was it to beat a divisional opponent? Yeah, I, th- I think it was an important game for us. I, every game is important as you're coming down the stretch and uh, in the situation that we're in and how tight the division is. Um, but what we've really tried to emphasize over the last four days or so is to, is to take it one day at a time, um, to keep our picture small, to keep our focus on our daily process. And we believe that if you do that, then um, results take care of themselves. Good. Jay Woodcroft, head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, who is 2-0 since taking over behind the bench. The Oilers are now 25-18-3 for the season, 7-2-1 in their last 10 as they beat San Jose 3-0. Yeah, Stuart Skinner, Rob Brown will start there. Great personal story for him. Always a nice career milestone. First shutout with 20 saves. Yeah, he was good. Um, This was a game the Oilers were dominant in. But as the one reporter asked the question, you know, if Skinner wasn't there in the first six minutes, is it a different type of game? And he was very good early. Uh, the others had to kill off a couple penalties early in the hockey game. He looked calm. He looked confident. He looked uh, focused. I mean, he, he was ready to play. And we've seen in the past, the others sometimes aren't quite ready some nights at the beginning of hockey games and they've needed to rely on their goaltending. And at times uh, they weren't able to, to escape. Uh, you know, the first 10 minutes without falling behind. But tonight, Skinner was good and gave them a couple big saves, which allowed the Oilers to get going in the right direction. And then once the Oilers got going, uh, they were by far the most, they were far, by far the, the superior team in this game. But Skinner gave them that shot early in the hockey game. And uh, again, this is every time Skinner plays, he just puts a little doubt into the minds of the, the general manager. Do we really need to go and find something at the deadline? Or do we have enough between our three goaltenders with a healthy Smith to be able to to compete 
and be a good team with the goalies that we have. So Skinner, excellent tonight, and that serves well when you're you're in a span of five games and in seven nights. You're going to need him probably again, so a good night for Skinner. The goal scorers for the Oilers, Fogel and Nurse in the first period, a minute five apart. Connor McDavid scored in the third, a minute 50 in. That really put it away. McDavid winds up playing just 18-51. Really, Robbie hardly played in the third period, but he was spectacular when he was on the ice. Ryan Nugent Hopkins plays 18-40. Dreisaitl uh, played the most of all the forwards, 21-58, as he's obviously on uh, both special teams, as is Nugent Hopkins. But we're going to give the River Cree Resort and Casino $50 gift card to Al because I set the line before the game at 61 and a half minutes, Rob, for the combined ice time of the Oilers' big three. It comes in under at 59.19. That set the line for River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. So just two games in, but we are seeing different deployment. Seven defensemen again tonight. Now Nurse plays 23-11. I mean, Nima Leinen, Lagason, and Broberg were all between 14 and 15 minutes. Bouchard was at 15.01. CC 17.13 and uh, and Barry 18.22. Well, normally, and I, you don't see it often, but I have been on teams and I've seen teams, whether it's through injury or coach's choice, go with seven defensemen. Normally when you have that, you'll have a couple defensemen on that list with about seven, eight minutes as they ride the ones that they, the, the, other, or the teams really prefer, the top four guys. Uh, Dave Manson's done a great job spreading the minutes around. Now, obviously, having a, a three-goal lead was easy tonight, but he also did it in the last game. He's playing the, the players that he feels are capable of handling minutes in certain situations. He hasn't shied away from his young players that have come up from the minors, and that's because he's got a familiarity with them. He understands their strengths and their weaknesses, what they can and cannot do, and, and they've been fine. Uh, tonight, uh, there weren't the breakdowns. There weren't the defensive lapses. The The young defensemen played well, made the right decisions. And, I mean, there's going to be mistakes just because they're, they're inexperienced, but they're not the big five-alarm mistakes that we have seen in the past here. So I, I think they pulled back on Nurse and, and CeCe a little bit because they didn't need to play them as much. But you got to like what you've seen out of the young defense, but in the way that Dave Manson has used them all. That's our adjustment of the game for pro drain text for peace of mind down the line. We got to give a shout out to one of the two U of A Golden Bears alums to appear in this game. We'll get to the other side of it in a second here. Derek Ryan gets an assist tonight. At first, we thought he had the Oilers' second goal, almost tipped it. They said it went off a Sharks player. Derek Ryan plays 13 14. He's also plus three tonight, Rob. You, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, the bottom six, especially the bottom three or four guys, took a lot of heat earlier in the season. And the one thing that we talked about in our show afterwards, it's hard to do anything when you're getting six minutes a night. It's really hard when you go, you get a shift, and then you might not get a shift for nine, ten minutes in a game to be able to do something productive. You're really just going out there in a defensive stature like, okay, I'm just not going to screw up because uh, you don't have the legs. But what we've seen when Derek Ryan has been given some consistent ice time as of late, and early in the season, they were very he was very good early, but as of late, what he's capable of doing, a little less pressure on him now, now that he's playing wing. It's a much easier position to play, I know, because I've played both. Wingers is way, way easier. Uh, and he's cast in a role with his new linemates, Nugent Hopkins and Fogel, that fits very nicely for all three of them. You know, Fogel was miscast when he was in the top six. Because you're asking him to make plays and do things that he's not as comfortable with. And for a while there when he was playing with Cassian and McLeod, just they didn't 
have a, a catalyst offensively. Well, now they got Nugent Hopkins that knows both ends of the rink. He's very smart in the offensive zone, very sound in the defensive zone. Ryan has played third line center and now playing the wing. He understands what it's like being on that third line. And now Fogel's playing with a couple of guys that can see the game the way that he does. They can put him in a in a positive light. So that line has been very good in the in the couple of games they've been together because they understand their role and they're trying to play to the strengths of each other. Again, a very good night for the third line that, uh, I mean, this game might not go the way it is. I mean, San Jose started well, and it was the third line of the Edmonton Oilers that got the Oilers offense going, which eventually turned into a, you know, a strong game by the whole team. But it was the third line that was the spark for it. So the Oilers win it 3 nothing. Special team story tonight. The power play update for Extreme Power Products. Your full-line Kubota dealer with four locations, including their new Camrose location. Check out Extreme with an X, powerproducts.com. Now the Oilers 0 for 4 on the power play, including a 53-second 5-on-3. But the happy side of the ledger, Robin, we haven't been seeing this very often for the Oilers really in a couple of months. Perfect on the penalty kill. They go 4 for 4. Well, a few reasons. One, Nugent Hopkins and Hyman both healthy and killing. Uh, They are the two best penalty killers that the Edmonton Oilers have, and they strike fear in the opposition because they can turn a turnover in their defensive zone into an odd man break quickly going the other way. Uh, Dreisaitl is now being implemented a little bit more on the penalty kill, and he's a very strong penalty killer, first because he wins face-off, and second because he's very smart. McLeod, who played... Uh, who penalty killed in the minors, is now getting an opportunity in in the National Hockey League level. When we've talked about it, a penalty killer, if he can skate fast and can think fast, he can be a very good penalty killer, and that's what McLeod does. So uh, the Edmonton Oilers penalty killing was much maligned earlier. Well, they changed the uh, clientele that that is out there, and and they've been much different under Woodcroft, and that's good because you – Uh, You're not going to win if you can't kill penalties. And the Edmonton Oilers right now are killing them. And they're penalty killing. The two kills early in the first period set the tone for the game for the Edmonton Oilers. All right. So the Oilers take it three zip. They're 14-0 when they score the first goal of the game. You're going to hear from Darnell Nurse and Stuart Skinner as well. And we're happy to hear from you on the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way, 780-496-0063. Back in a couple of minutes for more Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Here's McDavid coming into the Sharks end down the left wing. He'll shoot. Scores! Connor McDavid down the left wing. Gets it underneath Reimer. And the Oilers are up 3-0. And that would be the final Camboon with the call on McDavid's 24th of the season. That means a $100 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous from James H. Brown and Associates. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. They give 100 bucks every time the Oilers score, so the total for the season up to $14,900. Rob, we've seen McDavid score from there several times, and, and we've talked about it in the past. Remember that one last year he won a game late against Calgary off the post and in. And just from that position, so many things he can do with the puck because of his release and because of his speed. Yeah, I mean, speed is the biggest thing. He's coming in so fast, so the goaltender is trying to match his speed. 
by adjusting his body, moving his feet, slowly going back into his own net. But because he's coming so fast, he has the different options. We've seen him come in, beat the D-man, then go across. We've seen him go try to go across, but leave his hands there and put the puck short side as he's going across. Uh, he, we've seen him try to go upstairs on the short side, just kind of flip it up as he goes below the goal line. So he has all these different options, and, the, and Reimer tonight knows that. But when he's coming with so much speed, the goaltender get, can't completely get uh, set. So he's not in the proper position for, for that shot because he still doesn't know. Most times when a goaltender feels the guy's going to shoot, he gets set and he's ready and he's square to the puck, sticks on the ice, and he's completely prepared for whatever comes. Because McDavid has so many different options, the goaltender just doesn't get into that uh, that perfect position to accept the puck, and then the puck comes quicker than he than he thinks. We've seen when Leon Draisaitl does a lot of those shootouts where he shoots from distance and beats the goalie. It's because the goalie hasn't set himself up yet, and that's what we saw in the goal tonight with McDavid. Reimer wasn't set and he wasn't ready because he wasn't he hadn't anticipated correctly of what Connor McDavid was going to do. I thought Reimer had a pretty good game, even though he takes the loss. He stops 36 out of 39. And uh, we mentioned there was another Golden Bears alumni in this game besides Derek Ryan. Zach Sachenko, the former Bears goaltender, makes his second NHL appearance, played the last 2-11 of the first period because Reimer had an issue with his skate, and uh, Sachenko stopped both shots that he faced. <laughs> the Oilers, you could tell, I mean, uh, they, they shot a couple wide, but they were you could tell their mentality, all right, let's, let's see if we can get some on this guy right off the bench. Yeah, I, I've been on teams where if someone comes in uh, from a, whether it's a goalie change, there's a, an illness, goalie gets hurt, whatever it is, first two or three shifts you want to go put pucks on net just to test the new goalie, see if he's ready, see if he's focused. They don't get warm-ups. They've been sitting on the bench. Sometimes goaltenders' minds wander a little bit when they're sitting on the bench. So you saw it was Nurse I thought it was funny because the puck came back to the point. He could have made a number of plays, but he was just throwing it on net as quickly as he could, see if he could catch the kid napping. Uh, a nice story that I, I read earlier where he came into a game, I believe it was in Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. got an opportunity. So good on him. And uh, again, if, if you're a fan of U of A hockey, to see two guys in the same game in the National Hockey League playing against each other, it's kind of cool. All right, the winning goaltender tonight, a 20-save shutout, first of his career, Stuart Skinner. Here he is. Yeah, it was pretty special. I mean, uh, whenever you're able to get a shutout in any league, it's obviously a special moment. And uh, for this being my first one in the NHL, it definitely feels good. Your uh, teammates all talked about you before they talked about anything else tonight. What does that tell you? Uh, just tells you that uh, I think we're all going to be working hard for each other all season long. And, you know, that's what uh, good teammates do. And I think uh, that's what we got in there. Four of the defensemen that played tonight uh, played with you down in, you know, in Bakersfield at different times. Bouchard, then obviously yeah. Lagos and Broberg and Nima Line. How cool is that? And and for that matter, you know, McLeod and Benson as well out there. Benson, a guy that played all the way with you back to Bantam AAA. Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, uh, being able to play with these guys for the last three, four years. I mean, and then just seeing the transition of all of us coming up playing uh, playing in the big leagues. I mean, that's uh, that's what it's all about, and it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy playing with those guys. Not to denigrate the work that Tep did before, but you've used the word fun a couple times. Is there a different energy level right now around this team since the changes occurred? Yeah, I think we're uh, yeah, I think we're just having a really good time with each other, uh, keeping it lighthearted and just having fun and, you know, sticking to our structure, sticking to our game and uh, yeah, I think it's been 
just like what you said, it's been fun. Jay Woodcroft mentioned the four years that you've been with him down in Bakersfield and sometimes here up in, in Edmonton. Maybe just take us through what he's like as a coach and what maybe he's brought to the team in the last couple of days. Yeah, he's amazing. I mean, I've had the, just like you said, I've had the privilege to, you know, uh, work under him for uh, four years. Um, and he's just, he's such a positive guy. Uh, you know, any moment, uh, you know, he's never stressed out. And in situations when you're down after a period or when you're up, he's always the same. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's really special. And you need somebody that's consistent and always in a consistent mood. And he's just always positive, brings in that positive energy. And, um, and he just helps us along the way. So, yeah. Stuart, I've, I've had the pleasure of being alongside you for a couple of significant moments in your life down in 2017 AHL. I've mentioned that before. Yeah. The first NHL win, I ask you a question, and you always provide thoughtful, reflective answers. When Stuart Skinner looks back at this, his first NHL shutout, what's he going to think? Uh, definitely going to think with uh, gratitude. I think uh, being able to play in the NHL, you know, just being able to play in the NHL is just such a, such a privilege for anybody. And... Uh, to say that I got an NHL uh, shutout is something cool and something that you dream of as a kid. So uh, definitely a really special moment. I'm very grateful for it. So this team wanted to beat you for obvious reasons because of your new acquisition. How important was it for you to get the win and definitely the shutout? Yeah, I think uh, I think any game. I know. I mean, uh, we're in a spot where every point matters, and uh, I think being able to get this win is obviously huge. I mean, any points are, are big throughout the season, and uh, it's nice to cash in a, a few. Great, thank you. Thank you. All right, there's the man of the hour, Stuart Skinner, the shutout of the Sharks. 3-0, the Oilers take it. We'll get to your phone calls in a couple minutes. You'll also hear from Darnell Nurse on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. As that puck hit pinballed in front, now a shot from the left point, scores! Darnell Nurse with a little snapshot from the left point, looked like that was tipped in front of the net as well. And it is 2-0 for Edmonton. I think Derek Ryan got his stick on well, they would look at it, and they leave it with Darnell Nurse, his fifth of the season with the assist, uh, the assist to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Put the Oilers up 2-0, 7-10 into the game. They go on to win it 3-0 over the San Jose Sharks. Whenever Edmonton scores five or more in a game, go to 630Ched.com and look for the Japanese Village Goal Light and print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village featuring Alberta's own Brant Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.com. CA, Oilers right back at it tomorrow, 7 o'clock face-off show game at 8.30 as they will take on the Los Angeles Kings. We will go to the Certainty Hotline and welcome aboard Sir Robert. Sir Robert, thanks for staying up. You're on with Robin Reed. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How you doing? Quite well. Well, I mean, uh, I mean tonight I didn't, uh, I mean, I didn't see the game. I mean, uh, I listened to it, but... I mean, based on what I heard, it sounded to me it sounded to me as if this was probably one of the best, if not the best, a defensive effort from the Oilers all year. I'm not I'm I'm not sure if you guys agree with that, but I mean, like it just but I mean, like it, it just sounded like and from like after the first six or seven minutes of the first, it just sounded like San Jose got like like next to zero when it came to when it came to uh, like high quality scoring chances. And then I guess, uh, you know, you know, and then, uh, 
uh, you know, and then I guess I want to make uh, uh, just one more point here. I like the fact that uh, Woodcroft is uh, managing the ice time the way he is. I know it's only two games, but I mean, uh, but I mean, you know, tonight, the, you know, but I mean, tonight to have the uh, first half of the, uh, you know, the first half of a uh, back-to-back and only have two guys play over 20 minutes, I think that'll help tomorrow when they go to L.A. Well, yeah, you're right. I think this is uh, what we're seeing with uh, Jay Woodcroft is he came in with a plan on how he wanted to implement the ice time for his players, and he stuck with it. We, I, I can't remember the last time that the Oilers had a power play unit, their second unit, come on with a minute to go in a power play. Like He's put two power play units out, out there, which you need to because with the Oilers now having Kane in the line of Hyman, Pugliarvi, You've got players that if they stay with just the one group out there the whole time and only the the net front presence changing, you're going to have two pretty good players that aren't going to get PP time. So uh, for the, the Oilers to be a good team, they've got to be able to run four lines. They've got to be able to find a way to keep everybody involved, everyone feel important, everyone feel part of the team. And in the two games that Jay Woodcroft has coached, now he has had the lead. It's a little easier to... Uh, keep the ice times to where you want it when you're winning in the hockey game, but give him credit. He, he stuck with his game plan and along with Dave Manson, because running seven defensemen is not easy trying to find ice time for all those, all those guys and they've done it and they've gotten two wins doing it. So the Oilers win 3 nothing as we check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. It is Chicago winning 3-1 over the Winnipeg Jets. Debrinkat gets his 28th of the season. The Maple Leafs win in Seattle. 6-2 is the final there. Mitch Marner gets his 17th of the year. And also Minnesota outscoring Detroit 7-4. Uh, Rob, just uh, back to Debrinkat. I mean, uh, we saw him here with Chicago. And obviously, he can shoot the puck. Man, he's got a great shot. He's got a great shot, and he's playing with a great playmaker in Patrick Kane. Uh, In a season that's gone sideways for the Chicago Blackhawks, there have been some bright lights. Uh, Flurry and net, uh, Kane as usual, but DeBrincat has been very, very good. I mean, the way he's going, it looks like he's going to score 40 with a slight outside chance at 50, and good on him. So uh, that was a big loss, though, for the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets on the outside looking in, they need to make a run and you're playing against a bottom non-playoff team on home ice and and to lose, that hurts. That hurts a lot. Yeah, you know, it's it's that weird part of the season, right, where you're saying, well, we got 35 games left, you know, and, and right now, what are the Jets? Uh, seven points out of a playoff spot. But if you, you got to start, I mean, eventually 30 games becomes 20, and then 20 becomes 10, and it's like, oh, we didn't make up any ground, right? So Well, and, uh, and the problem is it's the teams between you and the spot. If you're just trying to make up ground on one team, well, that's fine, but... Uh, you're trying to make up ground on five teams. And every given night when you lose, probably two or three of the teams that you're chasing win. So uh, you need a, I mean, to me, the Jets need to go on a, you know, 14 and four run or, or a 13 and five run, something along that line to put themselves in a, a good position. Because what you're also trying to send your GM is a message saying, hey, at the deadline, get us a little bit of help because we've got this. I don't think the Winnipeg Jets are going to be adding any players at the deadline if they're 10 to 12 points out of a playoff spot.
And also in the American Hockey League, the Oilers farm team, the Bakersfield Condors, beating the Ontario Reign 5-1 with a couple of uh, goals tonight from Seth Griffith and a good performance from Alex Stalock in net, who stops 25 out of 26. We'll go back to the Certainty Hotline. We have Greg standing by. Hi, Greg. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Hey, is this the first shutout for the Oilers uh, during the regular season, not during yeah. preseason? Yes, this is their first shutout of the season, for sure. Okay, and I would just like to say, actually, I want your opinion on this. Um, so I think the young guys, um, like Benson, um, um, Nima Linen, all those young guys who, who've been on, and Skinner as well, who who played for Woodcroft in, uh, in Bakersfield, uh, I think, um, you know, they have that, like, you know, the fairy tale, you know, changing coach, it's going to die down, things, you know, like normal kind of thing. But these young guys, They've been playing with him for four years. They know his system. They know what he wants, and he's putting them in roles to succeed. So I think that they have a little bit more of an advantage with him uh, coming as in as the coach, as opposed to uh, most teams who change coaches halfway through the season because they know his systems and he knows them and he knows what they can and can't do. So I don't think this is going to be like a ten-game heater. I think it's going to be um, more of a a long-term success story because. Uh, the fact that he knows what these guys can do and it's starting to even out the ice time. So I just want you guys' opinions on that. Well, I I agree with the fact that when you have a coaching change and the guy that comes in knows you, it helps. It it really, really helps. And there'll be players on teams where you're sitting, okay, everything's going good. I, I like this coach. He likes me. Oh, the new guy came in. Oh, he's got a pass with this guy who I'm competing with for a spot. And you're like, oh, this didn't work out for me very well. This coaching change it has worked out for these players now having said that uh there are players that are injured right now that are going to come back duncan keith's coming back there's a young player if not two going out of the lineup on the back end zach cassian's going to come back now at that point maybe they leave the extra player they go back to the 12 and 6 but cassian's going to come in and that's going to take away some of the ice time of a possible benson but they do now know that they're capable of playing at this level. They know that they can get extended minutes, although Benson only got seven minutes tonight. But the fact that a coach knows you, what you're capable of doing is huge, absolutely huge for any player on any team. You want to have someone in your corner when they're sitting in the coach's room saying, all right, who should we have in the lineup tonight? Who do we need on the power play penalty killing, things like that? You want that guy to know what you're capable of doing. And obviously, Jay, having all these young players, that's a good thing for the young players. Okay, Oilers take it 3 nothing in San Jose. You'll hear from Darnell Nurse when we get back to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Skinner, the shutout. Oilers win 3-0 in San Jose. Goals from Fogel, McDavid, and this man, Darnell Nurse. He's part of our team now, so uh, anytime you you come back to a place where you just played, it can be awkward, so to say. But, yeah, we we definitely was back in this room, and, um, you know, we're always here for him. Darnell, uh, obviously an important week for you guys. Uh, you guys come out with the big three, nothing victory. How important was it for you guys to get off to the start you guys did tonight? Yeah, I think obviously there's, uh, you know, principles that we want to have within our game. There's, um, you know, habits that we need to have each and every night, and tonight we had them. So uh, you got to continue to do that night after night, and it was uh, it was good to execute on, on the game plan. 
more than doubled the Sharks in shots today, so I'm, I'm sure you guys are happy with the offensive output. However, if not for the first few minutes by Stuart Skinner, this complexion of this game could have been completely different. What can you make of your goaltender's performance tonight? Yeah, he was uh, he was unbelievable. Earned uh, earned his first ever shutout in the NHL, which is a huge accomplishment. Something he's he's worked so hard for. And like you said, there were some some moments in that game where they had uh, clean looks, and he just came up huge for the team. And a uh, big reason why we won that game. What can you say of Skinner as a teammate? He seems so well grounded, mm -hmm. very deep, very thoughtful. What could maybe just let us in as a teammate? Yeah, no, he's just all around great person. Comes to the rink every day. Uh, with a mindset to work on top of that always got a smile on his face asking how you're doing um, asking about you know, your kid your, your fiance everyone so he's uh, he's a guy that just cares about the guys and um, you know and then he comes out and plays the way he did it's it's fun to see uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say how big was it after the first goal you get that second one real quick and just being able to play with a two-goal lead and and really not taking your foot off the gas but how big was that for you guys to, to jump ahead yeah, obviously when, you know, for us, we haven't played with the lead early in games a lot this season, but when you find a way to get it um, and just stick to your game plan, not take the foot off the gas, like you said, I think it's it's huge. And as a team, you just grow confidence as the game goes on because you're not forcing anything and, and you're just sticking to, to what made you successful early on. So it was, uh, it was a good start and, and something we need to bring each and every night. You talked about the first career shutout for Skinner. This is a mini milestone. I know the 50th NHL goal isn't often celebrated in the NHL, but your 50th NHL goal today. When you reflect on that and how far you've come so far in your career, I know you don't want to talk about yourself, but how cool is it to kind of reflect on your journey so far? Yeah, I just found out right now Jamie got the puck, so it was, uh, it's a cool little milestone to to have, and hopefully there's a there's a few more. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy been this this league for seven years now and it, it goes by uh, in a flash but uh, there's there's little moments like that where you get to look back and say there's a lot a lot of work that went into it and there's a whole lot more work to do so uh, it's uh, like I said I didn't know until a few minutes ago but uh, it's pretty cool. How important was this win a division opponent and then you guys shut them out and it really puts you in a good position for that wild card? Yeah I think it's uh, it's huge you see how tight our conference is how tight uh, our division is so each and every game especially when you're playing divisional opponent has, has that much more emphasis and that much more importance and it's crazy that we're talking about this uh, you know with with 36 uh, games left in the season but that's you know that's the kind of race that we have here and uh, we're, we're really in the stretch run and just a lot of games to be played in a short amount of time. That is Darnell Nurse as the Oilers win it 3-0 over the Sharks right back at it tomorrow 7 o'clock face-off show Game at 8.30, Oilers at Kings. We've been in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. Thanks to our studio producer, Kellen Kennedy. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.